Hey, uh, hey, Mark. What up? Pass the paint. No, I don't know if I like. I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I like it, man. That's we'll okay. It. It's on the record now. You can't do anything about it. Uh, it's not like I edit this. Oh, that's true. That is a very valid point. Actually, I don't. I don't mind. You can just go whenever you like. Uh, past the point, though. Past. Wow. Okay. Now you got. Okay. Let's try this again. Let's try this again. Are we starting uh, over now? Are we yeah. actually starting over? I, I said the wrong thing. Mm. So now I just look incompetent as well as not creative. Uh, how? I, I was. Uh, God. Okay. Total aside. But I always feel like, you know, I don't actually know what you call an opening that is bad. I may have said the wrong thing last time. What do you I mean? need to look this up. What is a cold open? But we don't yeah. have to get into that right now. We can just get into uh, this episode of uh, Past the Paint, where uh, we are going to be exploring some topics of uh, army painting or planning. I have I have no idea where to start this episode now. That's fine. I do. <laughs> Great. Tell me. Tell me when uh, <laughs> when I edit. Tell me when I'm supposed to cut in. Well, it was about thirty seconds ago. Okay, perfect. <laughs> no, but now, now we can't do it though. Now we got to go again. No, we don't. We could just keep going. But I actually like this because it it, it gets us in the zone before we actually start, and then I can just like yeah, naturally yeah, yeah. instead of having like a big cutoff where it's like, all right, take your take your places. I can just be like, uh, I can just I can just pause for a second. Like, all right, welcome to pass the paint. Which is the name of this podcast? How are you doing, Mark? Uh, you know, I I never want to paint ever again, even though I'm painting later today. Uh, that's same. That is that is very relatable. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, a, a friend of, a friend of mine wants me to help him paint, learn how to paint. He uh, his thought was, okay, let me let me cut into this real quick and how bad of an idea it is. He wants to paint the clone troopers from. Uh, Star Wars Legion, and he's worried that he he can't get his brush into the little elbow and uh, knee joints to paint the black there. Yeah, because uh, I told him prime prime white, painting the little uh, you know tubing or whatever. Uh, but his idea is, oh, it'd be easier just to paint it black and then dry brush white over top for the white panels. And I said that's a terrible idea. And then his response was, Mark, I'm not a good painter like you. And I, <laughs> I like couldn't couldn't comp- get it across to him that, no, even as a new painter, that is the worst idea I've ever heard. That's that's why it's a bad idea. Yeah. I uh, so. I frequently paint white or black. It's nice. Oh, like, I do, too. That's the thing. I, that's why I told him. I was like, listen, it's because I know how to paint that I do white over top of black yeah if i didn't know how to paint you do not do that no that's uh it's kind of the opposite of what you want actually yeah. uh well, 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 well uh i know you've been you've been doing a bit of a bit of a contest competition well, piece, i wouldn't say I it's guess. contest it's the local gw or i guess warhammer store is doing their biannual Paint-a-palooza. So, I picked up a model a week ago and decided to paint that one up. 
because I'm smart. And uh, listen, I wrapped it up this morning. The last uh, model I painted for a competition, I entered at like 9 p.m. the day before it was due. Mm-hmm. I mean, like less than 12 hours. Yeah, I have to and hand it I in s- at noon today, and it is currently 7.30 a.m., so... As soon as we're done recording, I gotta just grab my <laughs> grab my thing and go. You feeling good about it? No, <laughs> I I rushed hard near the end. I spent the last two days just painting nonstop, pretty much, and I am burnt out and tired. And there's too many nooks and crannies on that thing where it's hard to get a brush in without touching something else. I really should have painted it before assembly, or at least did it in sub assemblies. Whatever, uh, it's over I now. Disagree. That's all that matters. <laughs> that is that is a nice feeling, though. Uh, unless you're not happy, in which case it's kind of a bad feeling. Which, boy, do I have stories about that. Well, the thing that annoys me most about it, I think, is A, I still don't know how I want to paint the wings on my miniatures for Tyranids. I, yep. I painted the Parasite of Mortrex. I don't know if those were brought up before or not. I still don't know how to paint wings. I'm still undecided about how to paint the carapace. So it's kind of a mishmash, and so I think my paint job is a little too cluttered in pot in parts. So I I need to kind of workshop the paint job a bit more. I think it um, sounds like you could use a a podcast episode dedicated to this exact topic. Wow, what a transition! That is that is very I know that's very, but this is just a teaser though because uh, well, no, I mean that that is this episode. Is about painting paint jobs. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Did you not know that? No, I do. I'm looking at the Google Doc you wrote up. <laughs> we talked yeah. about it a week ago, and I had I had no I couldn't think of anything to like add to it. I was like, eh, I was let him figure it all out. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, now you're along for the ride. Now, um, this is a topic that I think is very relevant, though, because you know. Uh, Going into tenth edition, a lot of people are probably thinking about doing new armies or doing old armies again. We're starting the hobby for the first time, or that. I learned this year that a little bit of planning can can really help you actually get the job done. It's true. Yeah, I've I, I've also been painting a bit of stuff, doing some a little bit of this, a little bit of that, doing some Age of Sigmar now. Turns out actually a fun game. I I've run into an issue though. Which is? Which is, you'll never believe this, but I, when I started painting these Slaves of Darkness models, right, I was going to do like, just like, true metallic, low effort, finish a model in an evening, move on. Uh, turns out I'm not satisfied. Turns out you don't like true metallic metals. No. No, I still don't. I still do not like it. Even putting in like, a lot more effort doing all the complicated shading and everything, I still look at it and think this would look much better in a a non-metallic fashion. So I've spent like the last three days just looking up inspiration for for how I can do that and make it look kind of dark and and worn. Turns out not a a lot of people are doing that. So I'm kind of, yeah, kind of struggling. I, I think I have some ideas, though. But, well, here's uh, the thing with true metallic metals I think would probably be better for you is if you did it in true metallic metals and then you put a matte varnish over top so 
it wasn't metallic so much anymore. I have essentially done that though. Well, I, I haven't done a varnish, but I've done like a uh, uh, like a matte wash, a shade paint. Those will kill most of the sheen, and yeah, that that does help. And then you can highlight over that. Even like uh, I've even like really gone into the parts that should be in shadow and 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 really uh, really black those out. But even then, I look at it and I'm like, this is still not like. It still doesn't have the level of pop that I want. You, details are still mm. blending together in a way I do not enjoy. So uh, here I am. Well, the, uh, I think I mean non-metallic metal obviously looks good. The problem with it is it takes a while. It does. Or but... you just get good at placing highlights and you don't worry about blending. I'm not there yet. I still need to blend my paint jobs to make it look good. I feel. I'm definitely not going to worry about blending. I, I want this to look rough. I'm going to do like a bunch of... Uh, I'm, I'm going to try with one of my models. Uh, do like very rough stippling to really get the... Uh, get like that texture to work for me instead of against me. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow even that's difficult though. Like I, this sounds really weird, but I find that getting that rough look is actually harder for me than uh, uh, getting a fairly smooth result. So that's something uh, I've been freaking out about my paint job too. Like on my Tyranids, I want their carapace and the red bits on their claws that I am doing to be textured. Like I want them to be kind of like bumpy, kind of like, yep. I don't know, like a rough crab texture kind of look. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. And I don't know how to get that across properly in my opinion. It ends up too, I don't know, pimply maybe, oxy. <laughs> I don't know. I, I haven't found a way to do it the way in a way I like, so I'm still struggling. I think. Uh, I mean, you saw the uh, the black Templars that I did away uh, a while ago, mm-hmm. uh, which turned out just too smooth. Um, that is that is sort of the issue I'm having. I I think one of the one of the things they just need to do is is do more do do layers do them repeatedly to really make that come through but i don't know guess we're guess we're about to find out takes a long time it does well it it doesn't take as long as doing like uh if you see some what some people do with like really smooth blending um i i plan on putting in that 20 percent of effort um to get the, the, the first job done mm-hmm. and uh, not worry so much about the 80% that is refining. All the glazing. Yeah. Definitely want to skip that. Uh, the problem is how I paint is only in glazes. Uh, so everything takes me a long time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar. That's how I do most of my Infinity figures, which is what I'm going to paint later today, probably. <laughs> At least those are smaller. I, I, I know... That we, you and I, have very different approaches to this. Do and we? I, I don't know if we do. No, we we do. We do. Okay, Trust me. Okay. okay. Uh, I, I know your process. Uh, I don't think you necessarily know mine as well. Uh, because yours is a bit more obvious. I don't know about that. But we'll see. <laughs> Let's see where you're going with this. <laughs> yours has steps. That you can see. Um, Debatable. But yeah. Uh, I, I know that um, you are you are excited about uh, doing some 
some new turnids for for 10th. Yep. I am not sure yet what I want to do. I um so a new addition new army essentially. Yeah. I'm not really doing a new army quote unquote. I'm just doing tyranids again and updating them and doing all the new models. That was my first army, so I'm doing my thing. So new army for you. Why are you doing Alpha Legion? <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot i've been found out i'm not, I'm not <laughs> doing alpha legion why would i do alpha legion of i mean okay they're not the worst but um loyalist alpha legion <laughs> loyalist alpha yeah yeah that's 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 me now i play marines now yeah uh, it's gonna be you should all... have a, everyone has a marines army where's your marines army i mean i actually do have kind of a marines army it's kind of a horus heresy imperial fists one but uh mm, okay, it exists that counts i'm a fan of rogue of dorn mm-hmm uh, mm-hmm. More so the tank, though, which is the army I have been doing now. But though it looks like I'm actually going to be able to finish my Imperial Guard before um, before 10th drops, which is more than I really hoped for. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of doing the Eldar, giving that another try. Last yeah. time didn't work out so well, but... Um, well, I've, Eldar uh, are pretty good for paint jobs because with all the different aspects, you can kind of just do things however you want. Definitely. Nothing has to be entirely uniform. Problem last time was I bought like 30 Guardians and they are... It, it, it's weird to me because I, I love the models. They they're, they look cool and they are light on detail, which I actually like. But then you get into actually painting them and they are so boring. More boring than Marines? Yeah, I would say so. They mm-hmm. have less interesting shapes. Um... Not a lot to really break up the color. It wasn't good, so probably not going to do those again. I got, I got myself some Rangers, some Shroud Runners. Those are definitely a bit more uh, bit more detailed. Well, okay, here's my question for you. Yes. I think before you pick a paint job, there's a more important aspect to it when you start a new army. Oh, yes. Which is, what is your list going to be? What is your end result? Like, what is your goal with the army? Like, for something like a Tyranids for me, I'm just buying everything. Because <laughs> it's it's my main army. But yep. my uh, Marines, let's say. My Marines is strictly Phobos and mm-hmm. uh, a couple Gravis and Dreadnoughts. Yep. And then maybe some armor in the future. But I, I really like the the mix of like tactical things and then big heavy massive support to for yep. like calling down a strike kind of thing. So that is like the theme of the way I planned it out and then had to come up with a color scheme that kind of matched that mm-hmm. aesthetic for me. And then along with okay, what's their founding chapter? Blah 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 blah. <laughs> is that lore? Ugh. I love lore. I hate lore. So, like, what's your goal for your Eldar? Like, is it this a collect everything army, or is this I just want uh, howling banshees and striking scorpions and call it a day? See, that's that's the thing with Eldar. Uh, there's a bunch of ways you can go. For me, I love the aspect warriors. Uh, I like all of them. Uh, unfortunately, my my favorites, the scorpions, have like sculpts that are almost as old as me, uh, which is not which is not great. Um, but definitely, um, 
the uh the, the new ones that they do have, uh, I really do enjoy. Like the the Banshees, I think are some of the coolest models uh, Games Workshop has put out in recent years. Um, not too much of a fan of the um, uh, Dark Reapers, though. Not for the reasons that everyone else gives. Every, everyone's unhappy with like the um, the, the Lego skull faces or whatever. Yeah. Those to me, those you can you can kind of paint around. I think it's bad paint jobs um, make people dislike those more than the actual model. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And then what was the last one that they got that was new? They got new guardians. I don't know if you said that already. No, but yeah, but guardians aren't aspect warriors. Shining spears. <laughs> the shining spears are awful. Um, they're cool I, models. I didn't know shining spears were considered an aspect. Uh, they are. They are. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, I, shows what I know about Eldar. <laughs> Eldari. Eldar lore is actually cool, and the Aspect Warriors uh, even more so. The Shining Spears, I've tried to paint once before, didn't go well. Um, because every every Aspect Shrine has their own their own like base color, and then they just take like um, what do you call it the the accent colors from their craft world. And so mm-hmm. Shining Spears are, I guess, supposed to, in in, in air quotes, uh, to be white. Mm. They're, they're white on white. That is not very exciting to paint. It doesn't look good. No. I, I got to figure that one out. Don't a lot of people do them with, like, 90s white with, like, a blue on the blue and turquoise on them kind of yeah. thing? Yeah. That's, I think they're, they're like, um, their aspect colors are, are blue and white. And then you give them, like... Ooh, the plumes on their helmets are like the craft world colors, something like that. Mm. Um, similarly with the um, Howling Banshees, they have like these armbands that I think are supposed to be supposed to be like their um, craft world colors, but then their armor is like bone um, and red. I think. Okay. Um, obviously, it could be different. Howling- Has anyone painted Howling Banshees? Where their armor is like actually looks like bone rather than just bone colored. Uh yes. My uh my uh my favorite painter has done that. Oh, Richard Gray. <laughs> uh he has one that's um it's a lot of stippling, so it looks kind of rough, which I think really uh looks good for giving them kind of like making them look kind of like bony and like porous almost. Oh yeah, I pulled it up. I see how I see what you mean. Yep. I don't super like the colors on that. I think um, more of a pale bone uh, looks better. But, um, I mean, that's how I painted my uh, my Jane Czar, one of my favorite models I've ever done. But, yeah, the the that's a very different approach to what I did for the Guard, for instance, which was a lot more similar to um, what you said for your Marines, which is the Guard is... My Guard army is very, like, mixed. It has... A lot of infantry, but it also has like uh, tanks and support weapons and all of that. It's it's kind of like very combined arms. Mm-hmm. And famously, I, I'm a slow painter, and doing mass infantry seems like it would be a bad idea for for someone like me. But I was able to come up with with a plan that really um, really complemented that. I think. So so, what are you going to do for your Eldar? Like, what's your? Is it just pure aspects and all of the aspects, or just certain ones? I think... Who's your um, warlord going to be? 
my world that's it's got to be an autark because they're right. just cool and the kit like i really love what they did with the um uh combining the old and the new kit so you can really customize them one of the few characters you can still customize in in 40k and then you gotta have farseer in there because they're really cool and you're doing eldars you gotta you're gonna want the psychic uh maybe one are, are you Lord going in there are you going to get an uh avatar of kane i don't think so uh, you're maybe not go full down that route um i i'm not super into i like the model i'm not sure though i think if i were to do an eldar army yeah. i would do yanari yanari are really cool I'm Definitely. really bummed out that they haven't really expanded on that yet. They also have a uh, very interesting lore. So that's cool. Yeah. Where the hell is new warp spiders? Come on. Come on. Games uh, Workshop. Very good question. So, I mean, that's kind of like also a deciding factor for me is what models are actually available. I refuse to buy old ones. Yeah, I especially really as old buy... as Eldar where you know they're going to get new models any day now. Yep. I don't really want to do proxies, sort of for the same reason. Um, also because a lot of them I don't think are that good. They're too horny for you. <laughs> um, it depends on who you're buying from. Um, but yeah, if, if we get new warp spiders and new scorpions, yeah, most of my army is going to be aspect warriors of different kinds. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe some transports in there because those are... Everyone says like the old tanks like the uh wave serpents and your older imperium tanks and such like the kits still hold up i i don't agree um they look okay once they're built but building them it's, it's not great yeah you got like huge gaps between parts you have to like pin them that's how uh, i feel about like those 2004 2005 tiered kits like fourth fifth edition ones yep still look good but oh god there's so many gaps yeah I built some Dire Avengers. Those are like, I think, 2004. Cool Aspect Warriors. The kit. Mm-hmm. I've, I, it's it's like 90% mold lines. It's not great. Fun. Uh, also, G-Series think, are pretty bad for mold lines, too. Uh, I, I also don't, like, uh, enjoy the... Um, pe- pe- a lot of people like the old, like, poseable models. But like, yeah, sure, you can you can you can technically pose them, but your options are like, is my gun slightly up? Okay, that's a topic like, for another day. But I do, I don't really get a lot of hate about things becoming more dynamic poses. I I love it. All right. Um. So, anyways, yes, paint jobs and planning. Yeah. Paint All schemes. right. So you have your your Tyranids idea. Yeah. So let's go back to the start of my Tyranid journey. Is Back in end of second, start of third, when I got into the hobby, I was a wee lad and was just painting what was on the box art because that's what you do. And then I remember when the third edition Tyranid Codex came out and they changed the main scheme from uh, red skin bone armor to red skin or red armor bone skin like when they made the new, mm-hmm. the current kraken scheme and i remember thinking well this color is called bleached bone it doesn't go on skin it would go on the bone 
you know, the big brain on me. So at that yep. point is when I thought, well, no, I, now I have to make my own color scheme. So my color scheme back then was paint them black, dry brush the armor, uh, dark angels green on the carapace. And that was it. <laughs> so, that doesn't seem like it would pop. <laughs> no, because, you know, back then I was like, oh, you know, they're dark and eat like creepy aliens uh you know being i don't know uh 13 not even 13 at the time uh 2001 so i was 11 when that book came out i guess at least you weren't uh covering them in in, in gloss varnish no god no i had some sense back then (laughs) um so yeah and then as time went on when i kind of fell out of the hobby and here and there when i got back in uh, Leviathan was now a, an official scheme and it wasn't just a color in the codex of like, here's all these other colors you could try. And just one of them happened to be the Leviathan scheme or close enough to it. So now it's that's the Leviathan's the main box art scheme. I started painting that. And over time I didn't really like it and I kind of developed, developed my own thing. Uh, I took aspects of other paint schemes that I enjoyed and kind of started mashing them together. And now it is what it is. Mm. Where, you know, I'm still trying to figure out. I like the, the, I hit my mic there. I like the layout of the colors that I have, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right now is just the technique of uh, executing mainly just the carapace and uh, the red bits. Yep. I'm still not set on and still not a hundred percent about the um you know, the colors for the in between the joints and for the vents. Like mm-hmm. I, I have it like a pinky sort of color right now, which I like. Yeah, I'm 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 looking at your parasite. Okay. I, I think I just didn't execute on it properly. Um because mm-hmm. I did like a Oh god, the way I did it is I painted it like this blood red sort of color that I have, like this mix that I made Mm. that I originally wanted all the joints to be, but I thought it was too dark and it wasn't fun to highlight. And I couldn't find a way to highlight it that I liked. Um, So I started going, so I do it that do a blue turquoisey wash over top of it, then screamer pink and just add um, wraith bone to the screamer pink to highlight it up Mm. to brighter colors. Cause the color main, main skin colors, wraith bone. So, um, I, I highlight the black with Wraithbone. I highlight the armor with Wraithbone. I highlight the uh, pink bits with Wraithbone. The only part I don't highlight with Wraithbone is the red bits. Mm. Uh, I, so. I know you um, you like to do like test models and like uh, uh, use that that app. Uh, Impcat. Yeah. To, like, Impcat's good for things. planning out schemes. Like it's not ideal because. Obviously, it just kind of paints in GW style on that, yep. and that's not the way I paint. But it's a good way just to kind of test out colors and try out different contrast methods, essentially. Not like mm-hmm. contrast paint, but, oh, what happens if I use a blue shade on this red color or whatever? I don't really do test models, per se. I was doing it recently just because... You know, I got time before the new Tyranids come out, so I was just kind of messing around. I liked their new Leviathan scheme, so I kind of wanted to take aspects of that into my color mm. scheme. I changed the the purple of the armor to more of a burgundy 
kind of like mm. their updated one. Um, and, you know, messing around. Still trying to find the right blue for the, like, base color in the yep. recesses. In my original Tyranids, I started with a Thunderhawk blue. And then highlighted yep. up from there with, like, dry brushing and washes and all that jazz. So I stole that from someone on Instagram, too. They were did a, a squig or something in this, like, uh, white color that I really like. So I just kind of copied what they did. But... Now I'm developing it my own way, and I've gone more turquoisey than blue. I think yep. I'm a parasite. It's not as turquoisey as I want. So on my test okay. scheme, which was the 3D printed termagant, uh, yep. it's a little bit more green in the recesses. I think it's it looks a mix... a bit more gray to me. Gray, really? Like less, um, a bit less intensely colored. I I, I think there I was more careful i guess mm -hmm. maybe about it the, on my parasite i just kind of so what it is that blue color so i base coat wraithbone like uh mm -hmm. primed with wraithbone spray and then i use a mix of uh it's nagaroth knight and pro krill jade to make that blue color like blue turquoise sort of color okay and then i mix that with just a ton of contrast medium and washed it i think on the termagant i would wash it and then like you know wash a specific part and then use my brush to kind of wick away and make it yep, how I want. Yep, yep. versus on the parasite i just wash the whole thing and <laughs> okay that makes sense afterwards. that makes sense because even like the flat areas do have a bit of that um that blue influence in them which is fine. It's it's fine about that. But for my um, uh, parasite, I just mixed a whole, a big batch of that color in a pot. Mm. Um, so it's not the exact same match as the one that I did on the termagant, obviously, because you know doing a color match is kind of tough sometimes um, <laughs> when mixing colors. Oh, in my opinion, oh, my approach would frighten you. I I know you just kind of yeah, it's close enough. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> but if I want to have something for like batch painting, especially when it's a color mix, uh, I'm going to, uh, you know, pre pre do my mixes. So I think I just need to add a little bit more jade in it and shake it up and see how it comes out. It's not it's only off by a little bit, I think. But so I, was, I have uh, my scheme planned. It's just techniques at this point. Yeah, um, now, I, I do think that's that's um a really interesting thing to me though this um like you're picking a scheme um which basically just means like yes i would like this to be you know the 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 carapace is this color and then the the skin bits are this color but um how you go from that that like base idea to the like okay how am i going to execute this how do I how do I do this in a practical sense? I think is um Well, I've been painting Tyranus for a long time, right? So like my earlier ones, it's just oh, I just I dry brushed or airbrushed the red bits onto the claws. And I yep. had more red extending onto the scything talons, let's say. Mm -hmm. Uh and but now I've kind of had it back like, okay, no, the red will just be on the skin rather than on the scything talons as well and it's just you know over the years i've 
slowly refined it to a way I've liked. And I'm sure this won't be the last time I've messed with it. it the <laughs> I never added like the red into the uh, recesses of the carapace until I was messing around with my hive tyrant. And I was like, uh, this part mm-hmm. kind of looks flat. Oh, what would it look like if I added some red in there to kind of make it look like sore, I guess. And I was like, oh, that's a cool look. I'll just keep going with that. So I don't even know if the color of the red in the recesses is good. It's pretty bright. I don't know if I want to tone that down or not. You know, it's mm. just, you know, playing with it until it works. And I guess depending if I'm going for a golden demon piece versus just painting for an army, <laughs> uh, it'll yeah. probably be different. Yeah. I mean, obviously that is um, how you paint your, your line infantry versus how you paint a central character. Like I assume the, the parasite is kind of a, a leader character. No, so the, I don't know, the, Tyranids. The Parasite is, I think it has the character keyword, but it's not a named character. You can have more than one. It's a fast attack choice. Okay. I believe. Oh. I assume because it had, had like a specific name. Well, you got the Von Ryan Leaper now. And well, that's, yeah, that's just a, that's just named for, I assume like the guy who discovered them. Yeah. But the Parasite of Mortrex, it was a thing that was, killing people i'm assuming on more tracks right but it's, so, it's called the parasite though no it's just parasite of more tracks not the parasite of more tracks oh isn't it okay it's Shows just what i parasite. know about i believe like uh, correct me if i'm wrong <laughs> but you could just argue oh this one adaption was really good so now the tyranid fleet's making a bunch of them which is yeah. weird it's like well why is there not more than one swarm ward one more than one old one eye etc etc but whatever but so, so do you, um, how much do you specifically think about like, okay, can I replicate this scheme across like 60 gaunts? Oh, for sure. Like, I, that's the thing is part of my test scheme was I want to paint, I painted that one gaunt up slowly the way, um, I would do on a character. Like I was just enjoying my time with it, doing it slowly, picking mm-hmm. my you know, having just having fun painting slowly the way I like. And then I did another one, just dry brushing it and yep. you know, it's okay. It's not why, what I like, but you know, that will be my troop, uh, my troop layout. And the way I did my por- parasite is kind of an in-between of both. Mm-hmm. Like it, I did paint it slower, but not as slow and deliberate as I did the original test one on. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I wanted to get it done in a week. <laughs> <laughs> and otherwise it would not be done in a week yeah that's that's something i um think about when i'm when i'm playing an army now my, my my guard army ended up not being as much infantry as i originally envisioned mainly because i was able to buy some secondhand tanks mm-hmm. and so suddenly i had a bunch of those but part of the process of planning that scheme so i mean my, my guard cadians I, I i like cadia and i, I basically noticed like when they revealed the the new range mm-hmm. the old cadians were kind of like a very their armor their flak armor was a very drab green it was very boring yeah and then the the newer stuff that they showcased the green was a lot more vibrant and i thought i want that and then my 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 take on that ended up being even brighter but that really works to the the army's benefit because doing the the, the green uh, the green flak armor, doing that up in in a high contrast style where it really pops is actually really easy. Green is a really 
fairly easy color to work with. And so I can put like all the effort into the armor and nobody's going to notice the fatigues, which are just no. airbrushed. Yeah. They are just airbrushed, uh, but nobody's going to notice because the green grabs too much attention. But like you would plan on doing more with it if you're doing like a uh, main character, like who's, yeah. who's that new guy on the horse? Uh, Lord, the Lord Solar. Yeah. Are you going to pick him up for your army? I don't think so. I don't like horses. Wow. It's a robot horse, uh, though. But <laughs> but I, I do have other characters like my uh, my commander. But the, the beauty of this, the method, which is, isn't so much. I mean, it is about the techniques that I use, but it's also just like the, the workflow, which um, I guess I can go into as well, which was like a huge part of the planning was. I, I explained that first. I decided that I wanted to, the, the fatigues I don't really care about. I just want them brown uh, with some some contrast in there. So I do like brown uh, in a vaguely zenithal fashion where even the recesses get some of it, but most of it is from above so that the exposed parts catch more of the the brown color and go brighter. Yeah. This had the knock-on effect of uh, being a really great base for green, as it turns out. So I can just like, the first layer, the, the darkest green, I just kind of like glaze over in like two layers. And yeah. that's a good base where like, the highest points show some of the light brown through, but the darkest parts are this dark green. So it's really easy to build up. Mm, um, nice. And that was very much a conscious choice. Like once I realized that that was something I could do, start focusing in a bit more so that it would be easier to do the other parts. So even deciding this workflow was part of planning out the army, which you can, you can really benefit from thinking about that ahead of time. Like, how am I going to do this? Obviously you're doing your, Wraithbone base that's going to help you do do uh, a lot of this a lot quicker, a lot easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is new knowledge to anyone. You you know that if you're doing black armor, you probably prime it black and so on. But well, so for you, you basically just do box art schemes, right? Yes, yes. I'm not creative. I do box art. So my sisters of battle are basically box art, but I did a non-metallic metal for the black rather than just flat black, but. I think where I went wrong there in terms of creating a scheme that's good for troops is a non-metallic metal. But you can you can get a non-metallic metal pretty easy to smash out pretty quickly. A lot of the smaller details, at least, you can kind of fudge. Yeah, I think where Sisters of Battle went wrong with me is just that models are too detailed. They, they are. Like, even the details have details. Yeah. I, I've done a few of those, uh, the Battle Sisters in non-metallic and... None of the individual details are difficult to do. They're 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 fairly small. They're easy. They have so many details that even if individually they don't take a lot of time, a lot of effort. When you do a lot of it, it, it it's a lot. And I think I think there though you you can you can get away with um, like they have a lot of detail that at least on the box art it's it's gold. You can do those uh, in a metallic fashion it's small enough that it won't even uh i don't think be very noticeable um you can mix styles no, no i i oh geez my cat's got the zoomies right now um <laughs> i i i might take another crack at sisters in the future uh, but they're kind of on the shelf for now i might sell them and maybe rebuy them who knows i i think dep- depending on how they turn out in 10th i i will probably go back into them they are Kind of like the army that I love the most mm-hmm. feels like home. 
I just I can't flee them right now. They're so boring. <laughs> mm, that's that's fair. But like for my Marines, I want to do a custom chapter, mm-hmm. uh, which means planning a paint job. So I knew I wanted them to be well. First of all, I knew that they were going to be turquoise in some way because literally all of my schemes involve turquoise. So you're painting Alpha Legion. No, it's not quite that. But I, so I knew that they were an Imperial Fist successor. Mm-hmm. But then my thought was, okay. But right now the Primarch. So oh, let's back it up a bit. So this is a battle. Crazy yes. religious zealots. Yes. So I wanted Marines to kind of contrast that to like, you know, make a, because a, if everyone gets along, that's boring. There needs to be conflict to have interest. Plus, you know, if the armies ever fought each other, have dumb war reasons why. So I had my Marines be like, okay, let's just do, you know, Imperial Dogma, Hardcore Atheist. Yep. Imperial Truth all the way. Yeah. So, you know, right now, sure, they're Imperial Fixed Assessors, but who's who's even around? Gilliman's around. So obviously they're going to follow Gilliman's orders because he's, you know, the one in charge. So I wanted to have some like ultramarine influence in there. Okay. So I did them a turquoise, uh, turquoisey sort of blue. I painted them. I think the base color was Aramin blue, and I just highlighted it up from there with whatever I had. And then I originally planned to have the arms gold, but I end up with just the right arms for them will be gold. This is terrifying to me. Why is that? <laughs> You're 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 inventing something, creating something out of thin air. Oh my god, uh, yeah, that's too much pressure. And like I did the face plates black, and just like you know various other parts black, and then just did like I like the old like uh you know old edition Marines where they would have like the checkers on them and stuff. So I was doing some of that and just mm-hmm. kind of it's all freehand. Uh, even the chapter icons and squad markings is all freehand on those. Uh, they turned out pretty good. I like them, but they're they're very quickly. Like, I don't highlight the black. The black is just black. I just use pigments and washes to kind of settle into the recesses mm-hmm. to give it a look of depth, even though there's nothing yep. there. This is um, this is why I stick to. I mean, uh, see, most of my armies do end up being like whatever the box art scheme is. I I, I think often for good reason those are the box art schemes because they are cool. With my previous Eldar, I tried for BL10, which is not the box arch scheme, but it's uh, an official it's scheme, an official one <laughs> for the the Rangers that I'm painting up. It's just the, um, the 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 box arch scheme. I often just end up like, I guess I get like, uh, you know, some some analysis paralysis. I can't decide, and then whatever the official scheme is, the one you're exposed to most often, just ends up feeling safer mm-hmm. yeah i i think like a lot of people do get stress and anxieties about creating their own scheme mm-hmm. but, so just you know if you're having issues that do the box art scheme who cares no one's going to care you can still do those and put your own spin on it oh absolutely you can do a different technique or use a slightly mm-hmm. different color and you can you know adjust it over time which i've done with my tyranids you know i've been adjusting the scheme since 1998 mm-hmm it's been a long time. I'm trying to do something similar with my uh, my Chaos Warriors that I'm painting for for Sigma right now, which is the the box art scheme has them with like black armor. It's it's actually like painted black. Mm-hmm. I want mine to look like they are they have metal armor. 
but I still want it to look black in the sense of like, you know, looking like it's cast iron or something. It's not cast iron that would make terrible armor, but uh, that that sort of look where it's like dingy, dark metal. Yeah, poxed up and stuff. Yeah, which is like, it's basically just a spin on the same theme. Yeah, it's kind of like how you were doing your Black Templars, though, right? Kind of like yep. that. Except less purple, I would assume. <laughs> less purple, uh, more brown. Yeah, the, the Black Templar, um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a Richard Gray uh, creation right there. Uh, I, uh, turns out I'm not him. Yeah, it turns out he's a better painter than you. Yeah, that's uh, for now. For now. But I think in terms of just picking a color scheme and like planning a paint job out, like just, you know, mess around with test models, whether it's just old minis or even just, you know, let's say you buy a combat patrol, pick one mini, mess around on it, mess around on a whole bunch of them, try different things on different ones. And when you have a paint scheme planned out, just paint over on the paint over the other ones. You don't have to worry about stripping the paint off unless you really need to if you've clogged all the details but you you could put like 10 layers of paint on something and it's still oh yeah i I do that all the time yeah i just paint over and over and over again but that is where we differ though because i i rarely intend to do test models sometimes i'm just unhappy with something and i just scrap it but um i never sit down i've never I've never intended to do a test model. The only time I've done it is with my Tyranids, which is, okay, let's... It was more coming up with a plan of how do I streamline this for 10th edition. Yep. And while I was there, I was like, well, let's try a couple new things just to see how it looks. But the intention wasn't to change my scheme. It was just, you know... I didn't have to paint (laughs) something for an army. It was just a 3D printed mini that I'm not going to use because it's a non-official model. Yeah. So, yeah, let's just mess around. But then we, uh, you, you, you quickly moved on earlier, I assume, because you were terrified of what I was going to say. Oh, sorry. Uh, with my, no, no, it's understandable because uh, I know a lot of people obsess with like, ooh, I want my paint scheme to be like consistent. I want to know the exact colors I use. Oh, I see where you're going. Oh, yeah. I was painting a guardsman the other day. And uh, my approach to replicating my scheme is, okay, I need my base green. I think it's this one and I just grab whatever, whichever one is nearby. And I had finished painting my, uh, my commander. And I was like, I realized like, hold on. That was not the green I've used for everything else. Mm. This was a much more olive drab green. And then I thought, Oh, what the heck looks good. Oh, that's fine. I, I have no issue with people doing stuff like that. I've done it before too, right? Like if you look at my earlier sisters, they were more blue than turquoise. I slowly went more turquoise over time and I tried to be it more, have it be more black armor. And then as I painted them, I ended up, you know, it looked more turquoisey. And I was like, eh, I'll just lean into that some more. The thing of that is, as long as they're basically the same color and the same process, adjacent colors at least, no one's going to. Unless know. you hold them up side by side and really investigate, nobody can tell. Yeah. And if there is a slight difference, you say, oh, well, that was an older production run of armor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. It, I mean, oh, this armor was made on this planet. Well, this armor was made on this planet. And, uh, you know, Imperial shipping, uh, colors got mixed <laughs> up. Or they, they didn't have enough pigment, so they just 
used what they used. I have like seven different green colors and like three of them are based like I cannot tell them apart. The the Vallejo like military green colors. They're, mm. I, I use a uniform green. There is also a bright uniform green. I think yeah. I have two of each of them and nice. I, I can't tell them apart. They look identical to me. Well, one's a bright uniform and one's less bright. I've put them on the palette next to each other and I cannot tell them apart. The the colors that um, I usually end up doing uh, using in more or less everything are like your uh, ivory uh, or ice yellow. Ice yellow is a good one. I, I, I think ivory is a bit cheap because that's just a shade. It's like saying, oh, I use black and everything. Well, it's more of a shade. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. But those usually usually find their way into my... Um... Ice yellow is just a good highlight color. It works yeah, for so yeah. many different colors. I always use that if I'm doing non-metallic metal because it's it, it looks brighter than uh, and more like uh, deeper than if you're just using for like white. A gold, uh, and right. even for steel. Oh really? Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my favorite way of doing that right now is doing like uh, black or dark gray with gradually more of um, the ice yellow because it makes it slightly brown. Hmm. So it gets uh, a bit more. Um, I should try just a that. bit more depth, um, and, and also like because of the inclusion of yellow, you actually end up looking brighter. It, it looks like it's in sunlight as opposed to, um, I don't know, fluorescent White. lighting. Yeah, that tracks. That tracks. That's that's a smart play. Uh, I think I think it's why it's um, it's such a a good color. I could name like a couple of paints that even if I don't use them in everything, I, I always like to have them handy, like. Uh, my favorite one right now is the um, AK Tenebrous Gray. Okay. Which is just kind of like a, a purple, brown, very dark color. On its own, it it, it, it doesn't really um, do a lot. But like I was doing some, some steel for my, my Chaos Warriors and uh, the, the base color was like, I was looking at it as like, yeah, this, this is too bright. This is too like clean. So I just glazed that over a couple of times. Like now it looks kind of dirty and worn. Wonderful. Yeah, that, every time I do something in black, I'm like, ah, highlights are too much. It's like, I'll just glaze black over it, knock everything back, and done. Easy. But I, I like doing doing something with a bit more color for things like that. So the Tenebrous Gray is great. Oh, there, there's some other ones that, that are like always nice. Like, you know, if you're, if you're doing Games Workshop, you can uh, do like a Doomball Brown or like a Hull Red or some, something that's just like a brown-red color, yeah. ruddy brown. Yeah, those are dark metallics always good like if, if in doubt just add that i think the first color i used on the rest on my parasite base was doomble brown yep no it's it's great for a lot of things that for me right now is volio i think it's just dark rust which i use for a lot of different things like leather also for rust effects which i'm, I'm not a fan of a lot of rust though because come on my guys maintain their stuff oh i i love like look my my marines are very dusty like i don't I don't rust them, but I use a lot of uh, pigment because their bases in my in my lore. I think I mentioned this last episode is that they're on a world that's been stripped of all life from the Tyranids, so it's just yeah. a, a dust ball. <laughs> that oh, but that is an interesting uh, thing with planning your army too. Is obviously planning your bases, which I think is obviously more of a creative exercise. Your base goes a long way. Bases are so important. Does. 
And I, I had that with, um, I don't like basing. I think it's boring. I like painting models. But um, for my guard, obviously, I had this idea of like, okay, they're in this ruined city. And I want to do slightly more effort. And then my base has just kind of evolved over time to where I added more and more shrubbery. Oh, bases are so fun, dude. They're so well, much n- fun. Now my guard have gone from fighting in like the ruins of a city, like it started out being like Berlin, nineteen forty four, yeah, forty five. Now it's like an overgrown ruin. Yeah, it's like Central Park, uh, twenty years after a war or something like that, where it's just like overgrown, like nature is reclaiming the ruins of the city. Um, yeah, you could you could have lore like, oh, your guard have come to a planet that they've lost contact with, like yeah, old base, yeah. so they're coming to explore. Like, that was kind of my um. The basically the plan I had for my sisters of battle. I think I mentioned that last. Yep, the last episode two, where they were coming back to a, a shrine that they lost contact with, so it was a little overgrown. Mm-hmm. When in doubt, um, put snow on your base. That's my. That's my. Uh, that's snow my is awesome. Yep. I, I, I was I, considering actually adding snow to my uh, my guard bases, but then I was like, now you know what? Three uh, themes is enough. Work. I don't think that. Would, yeah, <laughs> I, I think it would be fine, but. Uh, I had to add like mud and everything. No, now it's just a lot of toxic spills and like there's there's like abandoned equipment laying around, things like that. Mm. Yeah, one in doubt, snow. Snow makes everything look good. Use the Citadel Valayan Blizzard. That's the best snow effect out there. It, it's great. Uh, I'm using that for my Chaos Warriors. They're on like Highland Step kind of, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> Norwegian landscape. Yeah, it, it, it's it's really good because you can just kind of put it on and it's just big chunky snow. But if you yep. st- stipple it with like a makeup brush or some sort of dry brush or something and really like spread it out, you can get looking like a melted snow. Like yeah, that just, paint is like, it's magic. Yeah, it's so good. How the does it thing, do the, that? The only paint I've, or not paint, but the only thing I've seen that's a better snow effect in my opinion is crushed glass. But obviously that's very scary and dangerous to work with yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't want to breathe that Uh, yeah you don't want to breathe it you don't want to get it onto your skin on like onto your hands or anything obviously i have a lot of you know cats and dogs and stuff so Mm -hmm. it's you know just dangerous to work with in that sense so i choose not to but it it looks so good the only word of caution about valhalla blizzard is once you've applied it if you do it with a brush Go to a sink and really clean that brush out because that thing is, uh, I mean, it must be mostly PVA glue or something because they will ruin oh, yeah. a brush. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a dedicated brush for that that you yeah. know, gets hard and you just kind of crack it a bunch like you would with a PVA uh, glue brush. I go, and, I go and clean it thoroughly. But it's good. The only thing about it is it's a little flavorless. There's not a lot of color to it. So one thing, I haven't really experimented with this too much, but doing like a very very subtle blue wash on some of the recesses would probably yep. be good could do that although i mean snow i i did some snow base for infinity where um the sub faction the swallow hama winter force is they're they're based on like an uh the world is like you can only live around the equator where you know peak of summer is only like lethally cold yeah. Everything else is just like instant death, and so the the bases are just like they're they're just snow. There isn't there's like ruined bits that stick out of the snow, but there there's no like 
ground cover showing through the snow. Um, and I think even that can look good. Uh, see, I, I was going to say, I think bases that are all snow look bad. I think it has to be used in spots. It has to look like a winter turning to spring where there's still mm-hmm. patches of snow, but there's greenery poking out. I was pleasantly surprised with how those turned out because it, it really does sell the idea of like, it's like Antarctica, like they're, they're snow cover, but it doesn't really snow. So it's all like packed hard. Some of the guys are standing like next to some like crumbling walls and you got to get the snow like in the, in the, in the recesses where the wind hasn't blown it away, but everywhere else it's kind of like stripped away. You have to like be specific with that effect. Honestly, I, I like how it turned out. It, it is very basic, but then like you said, like go over where the blue wash, but I mean, you, you've seen snow before. Um, <laughs> no, I know. Snow doesn't really have that blue tint to it. It doesn't have depth. Here's the thing about miniatures. Sometimes you don't want realistic lighting and color. Sometimes it's you want to exaggerate it's it or put highlights where they wouldn't actually be. Uh, you're, you're talking about hyper-realism, my friend. Nah, my favorite topic of mine. About, talking about miniature painting. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, to wrap up this planning and paint schemes thing is just, in the end, just mess around. Like, just enjoy it. Pick colors that you are okay painting. Take some inspiration from, from what we've said and revisit your schemes. And maybe uh, instead of just going like, what does it say on the box? Oh, I should. Because those boxes, they lie, man. They lie. Oh, yeah. Well, no, absolutely. Like, if you want to take it as, like, base inspiration, like, ooh, I like those colors, don't try to figure out what those exact colors are. Just pick whatever yep. other ones you want that you think are good enough. Or, you, you know, know you... ask your local hobby group what they think. I don't know. A- ask jo- us. Join join our Discord. Yeah. Uh, we'll it'll help be in you the out. show notes. We'll sort you out. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll answer any questions you have. And uh, hopefully we can build a community that's, you know, focused around improving and uh, how to get better. But uh, aside from that, I guess we should talk about uh, recent Games Workshop releases. Probably should. There's been some cool new stuff. So the lion is out now. You can't get him, but he's out. Yeah, people are really mad about that. Like, I get the disappointment, but like, you'll be able to get it eventually. Oh, well, I mean, don't be too sure. I've been waiting for like 18 months for Kazakhan, so... I guess it's fair, but the lion's the lion. They're going to pump him out. What What are your thoughts on the lion? Uh, I guess we we never really talked about the model itself, have we? Or maybe we did last week, because so we talked about... I don't think so. Uh, I don't think he'd been announced yet. Yeah, because we were talking about the new Tyranids, and he was announced at the same time. Oh. He's cool. That's my thoughts. I think he looks great. Uh, helmet head with wings is the hel- the head to go with. I like the hood, personally. <sighs> That's fine. You're allowed to be wrong. but <laughs> I like painting faces, though. Oh, I'm miserable. I, I love Space Marine helmets, though. So, And I like the big Dark Angel wings. They just... Mm, they're great. I just noticed his... Um, his uh, is that like an Iron Halo... Mm-hmm. It looks squished. It looks like he fell. It's why is it squished? It's just like an eye shaped, not like the letter eye, but like the eyeball of a human. It's a cool model. I like his. I like his pose. 
Oh, I love it. I don't it. have a lot. Of, I don't have a lot to say about it. I'm not invested in the return of the lion. Uh, looking at it, all I could think is, man, Gilliman kind of looks a little dated now. He he does. He does. It yeah. it is a cool model, no doubt. I don't think they're going to give Gilliman a new model right away, but he I think Gilliman needs a new model. I think we have six other Primarchs that, or maybe five. I think one's actually dead. Oh, I I bet they will do a new Gilliman model before they finish releasing all the Loyalist Primarchs. Probably. I absolutely think so. Have you checked out the um, community painted um, lions? I have. I'm going to go open that article right now if I can find it. Yep. Uh, There it is. Do you have a favorite? I mean, obviously... Uh, Marco from uh, Craft World Studios. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. I'm so jealous of uh, the whole Craft World Studios style where they don't have to do a lot of blending, but because of mm-hmm. the different color that they add, it just looks so good. I, I wish I had that level of like color, color understanding. Theory. Yeah, this is beautiful. Also, really like Sam Lenses. Same. Hot take. I do like a lot of Sam stuff. Sometimes it's a little too moody, maybe for me. So, sometimes his paint styles don't really do it for me. Mm. But this uh, this line's great. I really like how he did the sword. Yeah, uh, I've I've been watching a lot of his stuff lately because um, he does uh, non-metallic in a way I really enjoy. Oh, N- okay. Not as not his methods because he does a lot of wet blending, which I'm not really a huge fan of. But the way it looks, I like. I like this. The highlights are really like. I, I, nice. I like how he did the armor, like the black green armor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about yours? What's your favorite? Uh, it's the same ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's. Um, there, there are some really good ones uh, among the others, but none of them have this. Like, these are styles I really like where it's like high contrast and interesting colors. Mm hmm. A lot of the others, some of the others, very proficient, but they don't have that like pop, extra pop. Yeah. How, how do how do how do I get Games Workshop to send me a model to to paint for an article? <laughs> um. Well, Be you know, we're we just gonna keep doing this and um, have listeners. Yeah. Eventually, they'll send us stuff. Maybe one day. That's the end game. Oh, that's the that's the end game. Is get free yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh. why, why are you doing a podcast? Oh, free <sighs> shit. <laughs> I just like talking. <laughs> yeah, same. I like to sound my own voice. Yeah, no, it's, you know, it's weird that they didn't really use their queue system until it was too late. Yeah. I, I, I know people, like, were complaining they weren't doing their queue. I tried to get into Games Workshop, like, you know, 15 minutes after 10, and the story was just crashed. Mm-hmm. And then when I tried again in a couple hours, because I wasn't trying to get the model, so I didn't really care. Uh, but I tried again in a couple hours, and it did load into a queue. So I assume someone just messed up and forgot to activate the queue system for the launch. I, I heard it was sold, sold out before he actually went live somehow. I mean, that's just because either bots or people got in right away. Like, the thing for me that kills me about Games Workshop is that if you go into store to pre-order, you just do it through yeah. their website. Yeah, I know. Which seems <laughs> insane. Because if the website's down, then you're still just screwed. Yep. There's got to be a better way. Like, whatever. 
I'm not. I'm not going to complain about it here. But there, you guys got to have a better way to do this. <laughs> There's got to be a better way. All right. Aside the, from the that, more like, exciting thing, though, I don't know about that. What do you think of the Ryan's? I, I don't like that people call them Ryan's. I think people are going to. I think the right name to settle on would be Leapers. I think people are going to do call them Ryan's just for the meme factor. Yeah, I mean they're going to um, be called Ryan's. I think Lion is more awkward to say than to say Leaper. Ryan is more fun though. Yeah. Anyways, the Von Ryan Leaper. Von Ryan's yes. Leaper. Von Ryan's Leapers. I was so certain that these were new lictors in the preview video, but would you I was would wrong. you say you're wrong about the? <sighs> I would say everyone is wrong about the transition <laughs> trailer, including me. <laughs> I would say. I don't like the heads. The mouths feel too cluttered. There's too much going on. If it was oh. just the teeth and tentacles, I think it'd be fine. It's those weird little like spider mandibles that they have on the tops that I think is too much. I don't hate them. In some angles, I don't mind it. Like if you scroll down to the first like collage image and you have the image. Yep. On the vi- on the bottom right of the image, where it's like a three quarters profile view, yep, I think it looks great there. Mm-hmm. But any shot of it straight on looks absolute trash, in my opinion. That's um, if if you go to like the um, the scrolling bar thing, mm-hmm. you got the one guy that's like leaping forward. Yeah, I don't like this model. It looks dull. Maybe it's just the angle of the picture. I think it's just the angle, but how can they get this wrong? I don't know, but that one, the face too, it kind of blends, kind of blends just, together. I think there's just too much going on with the face. Yeah, the guy that's running kind of sideways. Mm-hmm. I think the pose is good. The face, wow, the face is really busy. Yeah, the teeth, the spider eyes, the mandibles, and the tentacles. I, I'm just looking at the mouth. If, even if you take away the eyes, whatever. Yeah. I think if the mandibles and tentacles together are good, take away the teeth, or keep the teeth and the tentacles, take away the mandibles. I like the tentacles. Keep the tentacles. I don't know if I would place the teeth above the tentacles like that. I I liked in the trailer, at least in the one, maybe the one that they showed in the trailer. That part was a lictor, but. Where the mm-hmm. teeth were inside the tentacles, kind of like with an octopus. I like the last figure though. The the guy like standing on a rock. You, you mean the squad leader? I I guess he's got the horn, and he's standing on oh, a yeah. tactical rock. He's obviously I guess. the leader. His face for me works real good because the, the 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 mandibles are kind of like just resting over the tentacles. Yeah. Again, if you scroll down to the picture of him in the collage, I think it looks great there because a the tentacle the little mandible you can kind of see how like the tentacle comes out of it like from the elbow yep and just the angle looks good you don't see the dumb goofy teeth Mm -hmm. in that picture i see what you mean it looks a lot more like a lictor head in that one in my opinion that doesn't even look like the same it's the angle but yes definitely the same one but the claw looks like it's center not off the side you know it just looks looks like a more menacing face yeah, it looks great. It looks like it's a mass of tentacles with like a claw sticking out the top. But it, it also, because you can't see the teeth, it looks like his face is kind of like 
more menacing and expressionless. Yeah. I, I do like um, uh, in the collage pic, you have the side f- photo of the leader guy. And you have his um, like mantis claw is like pulled in. And you yep. got the little elbow spike. So you still have a little claw at the end. Even when it's closed, it kind of looks like a claw hand. The um, just the, cool the, aspects the, here. The pulled in claw that you mentioned there. Mm-hmm. That's not the same one. That's as, a different one. As what? Um. Oh no, it's not the same model as the left side one. No, no, no. No, the the left side yeah, yeah, one yeah. is the leaping guy. Yeah, and the right two picks are of the leader beast. Yeah. Now the the leader for me, that's a really cool pose like he look in the in the side view he looks really aggressive i like it yeah the side view he looks like he's like ready to strike yeah the one that they used in the scrolling picture up top he looks a little derpy in my opinion he looks like he's just kind of standing around chilling for me i i just don't know what their role is going to be because you know gene sealers are the infiltrating guys that like hunt character or gene sealers lictors are the infiltrating hunt lictor guys gene stealers are the infiltrating you know, wipe out, pop up, and wipe out a squad unit. Yep. So, what's what are these guys' role going to be? Like, I'm assuming think they're s- going to be like small lictors. Yeah, I guess so. But like, for what purpose? Probably not character hunting, because then the lictor wouldn't have a role. Just looking at them, these these look look to me like they want to like pop up and steal an objective. <laughs> Run down some guardsmen or marines or something, chilling yeah, on. Yeah, but that's what gene stealers do too. Is it gene stealers? Just oh no, I've only played against. Touch. At least I only played to. against uh, uh, Colts gene stealers, who uh, they're kind of the just same. run really fast and run into you. They don't pop up. Oh, um, Tyranid gene stealers, and I think gene stealer Colts gene they have an infiltrate mechanic. I don't know how these aliens work. I just know the sound they make when they when they burn. It's very pleasant. It's like a fireplace, you know? No, I, I think I like them. I don't know. Their tails are a little short and stumpy. The tails could have been a bit more um, aggressive, I guess. I mean, here's the thing. The, the one that's leaping forward that you don't like, like yep. it's very much leaning into that Hormagaunt uh, mixed with Lictor look. But then if you look at the leader beast, it's just kind of like, a mini hive tyrant. Mm-hmm. I think design wise, like they're just a bit all over the place. You know, the tails are all like tucked in. Yeah. Are they supposed to have like scorpion stingers? See, I don't know what, like, I guess so. The tails will like stab between their legs and jab at people. Cause then they should have looked a bit more, a little less like, a. Like a prehensile tail and more like a segmented stinger would have would not have looked out of place next to their like segmented uh, claws and uh, armor plates. Yeah, but t- no Tyranids have segmented tails, right? So, gotta stick with what the, how the design is. I guess. Also, the leader beast. Yeah. Look at his tail. That yeah. highlight going down the tail. Looks I I'm bad. thinking the same thing you are. How is this a box art mini? <laughs> can I can can we share this online? This is kind of explicit, honestly. It's just a weird, chunky, unrefined highlight. 
it looks bad. And, you know, obviously these pe- people are better painters than I am. Look at the consistency of those lines on the carapace. I can't pull that off. Uh, with enough tries, you could. I mean, no, I know. For this. Yeah, yeah. If I, if it was my job, I'm sure I would figure it out. You'd spend more than five hours doing it. <laughs> Here's the thing: I'm not sure if I like about the new direction of Tyranids, like Go the new it. Leviathan scheme. Is the carapace on the claws, like the attacking weapons, are black mm-hmm. now? Yep. Instead of just being the carapace color of the life form, which made sense for the gun because the gun is technically a different life form. So, yeah, I can see why the carapace on that's different. <coughs> but on these Mantis claws, it's still just that same Tyranid. So, why would that have different carapace color? Well, I have a question for you, mm-hmm. which I just noticed. So the the mantis claws, yeah, are black going into red, mm-hmm. and then you have like the, the little spurs on their on the elbows of those, and also the like the arm claws mm-hmm. are black going into blue. Uh, I mean, they're still red on the. Uh, scything talons on the second the, the, set of arms. the talons yeah but like the armor segments i think they're highlighted with the same colors i don't know the, actually those ones look more blue than the mantis claws look more gray yeah yeah i don't know man I i'm not saying that's them. terrible but it's a weird choice i bet it's the same colors it just because of the amount of red it makes it look different i don't I think it's just some eye trickery. I'm There's no that. red in in the in the carapace before the scything talons. It's so weird. I don't know why they have like those scything talons have weird little like carapace like that because they've never had that before on Tyranids. And they're I, black I, instead of red. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's um, it's a strange choice to me. I wonder if this is how Scything Talons are going to look for other Tyranids now. Like, they're going to have weird carapace on them. Before weird knife grips. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, uh... I don't love or hate how they're doing Tyranids. It's just, when I look at them, I'm like, oh, God, how am I going to do it? <laughs> so. This is a lot of detail, too. Yeah, but Tyranids are fun to paint. I mean, if you say so. That's the thing, is if something looks a little off, you're like, well, they're aliens. This is what they look like. <laughs> oh, I'm excited to see uh, what else they come up with. Like the, these models, I, I don't, I, I don't love them. I don't hate them. No, I, I probably wouldn't use them in a list. So mm-hmm. I'll buy them because I'm assuming they're in the starter box. Anything they show for Tyranids right now, I assume are going to be in the starter box. You're not going to go out and buy like 18 of these guys. No. Let's okay. Let's say they're squads of six max. Yeah, I assume since we're seeing three of them. Um, that's a fair bet. Yeah, I'm assuming squads of three, at minimum. The The question is, do they allow you to go up to six, or if it, is it just straight squads of three? Yeah. Um, if they let you go up to six, let's say I'll have six because I buy two starter boxes or trade the Marines for more Tyranids. Mm. Then I could see myself buying another box or two when the kits get released individually. Yep. So I'll, I'll have at least, you know, 12 of them. Yep. <laughs> And then at that point, it's like, wow, I might as well buy another six so I can have <laughs> three squads just in case. Uh, no, more than likely, I might buy them just for bits to use for conversions. Yep. 
So we'll see. Uh, I'm not 100% happy with them, but I'll make it work. I don't know, man. Well, so they, they talked about like new rules and stuff. Yeah. Right? Showed off like weapon rules. Vehicles are going to be hard to kill now. <sighs> yeah. Marines hitting on a two plus if they stand still with bolters. Woof. I'm confident enough that my, my predictions about vehicles are correct. That um, if I were certain I was doing like sisters first thing. Mm-hmm. I'd go out now and buy like two exorcists because I think they're going to be good. Good thing I have three. <laughs> Emulators are the ones I want. Good I for burning have, aliens. Of those. They're paying to paint though. I mean, talk about like overload with detail. It's like, yeah, we're going to give our tank stained glass. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Right? I hate you designers. I mean, they're, they look awesome. Good God. I have a full-time job. Do you keep talking about those additions can be less killy? But I look at these weapon profiles, I'm like, these seem really good. I don't know how this game's going to be less killy. I, I I am concerned, just on a general level. Games Workshop have already, like, they have acknowledged that stuff is too killy. And they want to make things a bit more durable. And with vehicles, it looks like they are pulling that off because they're all higher toughness now, like a, um, a Meltagun. We've seen one Meltagun profile. It doesn't have, like, anti-vehicle. It will be wounding rhinos on fives. Oh. I thought rhino was T9. Yeah. Yeah, it, the melta is strength nine. So oh, it's strength fours. nine. Okay, so it's wounding on fours. Yeah. And like even a multi-melta is probably going to be one shot, twin linked. I do like how they do uh, melta damage now. Yeah. Whereas D6 and then plus whatever melta yeah. Uh, yeah. keyword is yeah. uh, if they're at half range. But I think, like, unless a lot of other stuff is going to get anti-tank and, like, really good anti-tank rules, um, vehicles are going to stick around longer. Which could be scary for those uh, Dark Eldar players who love the boats. I guess we'll we'll have to see uh, how those turn out. Uh, especially, like, the, the, the Dark Lances. They were very scary in, like, what, 9th edition, wasn't it? Uh, early, yeah, early 9th. They were really powerful. Yeah, so I'm, I'm worried for those times again. Mainly because my friend, my friend plays Dark Eldar. When we thought D3 plus 3 damage was like, holy crap, there's so much damage. And then, like, Votan come out. I was like, uh, we're doing 12 plus 16 damage. Yeah. Don't know where you guys have been. Tyranids are like, we're doing 16 mortal wounds a turn. Yeah. It's, with one model. Uh, it, it, it all depends, right? Like, it could go either way. But on a general level, I am worried that Games Workshop are like, yep, we know this is an issue. We've taken this into account. And then they just, like, fail. Mm-hmm. is my concern. I guess, I don't know. This is a big, potentially a big turning point for Games Workshop A, because it's 10th. It's like a big, big number. Um, they should have called it X edition. edition. X. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you could do that. You also, it's a 30th anniversary for Warhammer, in, or 40th anniversary for Warhammer in general. Uh, it's definitely not 30. I know. Uh, I, I I'm not myself. older than... Uh... <laughs> Warhammer. <laughs> no, no, it's 40th anniversary because they're doing all those 40th things, which I think is a lead up for in the summer. They're going to announce, like, fully show off uh, Old World. I think after 10th is out, they'll fully show off Old World. And uh, I think people who think that's going to drop before 2025 are naive. Uh, I'm not necessarily saying drop, but I think they're going to... Mm, I think Old World will... Wait, no, so next... Is it next year's the next Age of Sigmar edition, right? Um, 
because it's always sigmar dominion dropped that was during COVID, so that would have been 20 21 yeah and that's every three years i think it's the year after 40k gets an edition is when aos gets their new edition yeah so that would be 2024 and then dropping old world 20 summer 2025 maybe maybe i would say summer 2025 or i could see it being a 2023 slash 2024 winter slash spring release okay okay so i I was called out i'm I'm not gonna put money on it but I, i i was called out uh on discord for saying that like uh, some people on Discord were saying, like, it's going to be, you know, it's gonna, they're going to announce it this summer. We're, we're going to hear more at some event. And they're gonna, and, I, and I said, like, no, it's not going to be before 2025. And so someone on Discord, who shall remain nameless, uh, said, if it takes till 2025, then my warlord shall forever be known as Telen Common the Wise. So, Ooh. yeah. I hope you have a reminder set in your phone for that for 2025. <laughs> Uh, it's not gonna be 2024. I wish. I I love the old world, or like I I love fantasy. That's how I got into Warhammer. Uh, I am stoked for the old world. Um, I I, I look forward to to fielding uh, the, uh, the the Druchi. The the Druchi. That's how you say it. Because no. Latin double I isn't. Um, I'm not going to uh, be doing that until 2024. Wow, I just had a stroke live on stage. Twenty twenty-five. I'm I'm curious if I'm going to make a, if I will make an old world army or not. I don't know. You're not going to do Bertonia like everyone else. Uh, probably not. I, that would be too much detail, and I would kill myself. <laughs> nice, nice, lovely. The question is, is oh, maybe I would do Lizardmen again, I guess. But uh, if just use the new depends if the new Seraphon models are allowed in it or not, or. How they handle I'm, that. I'm excited to see more of those. Let me tell you, those look dope. I bet we've seen all the Seraphon releases. Maybe. Maybe. They're still cool. Yeah. Anything that was like super old has got a new model at this point, I think. The only thing that could really use a new model, I think, is a Stegadon. Does the main guy have a model? What, the Slan Mage Priest? Uh, the named one. I forget his name. Lord Croak? Yeah, he came out yeah. a while ago. A couple years okay. back. Last year? Two years ago? Something like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a super amazing model, too. I, I love these guys. The Sigmar team, like, in the in the last, like, three years, they seem incapable of, like, not hitting home runs. I don't know. I don't really like those new Croxagors, but that's just me. I feel like they're, they're just knocking it out of the park with, like, release after release. They are amazing. Let me tell you how it's bullshit that not every single dinosaur in the Lizardman doesn't have feathers of some kind. (laughs) I mean, a lot, a lot of them they have feathers as like decoration. Yeah, it's not the same. Uh, The skink ones have feathers, which means I'll be buying those. BB. I don't know. That's that's just a me issue. I understand that. Uh, If you want to uh, shoot us an email at passthepaintpod at gmail dot com. Uh, feel free to do so. Any sort of questions or suggestions or whatever. Shoot us an email. It'd be nice to, to do that. I don't know. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have a YouTube channel going. Yeah, we have a Discord as well. 
Join uh, our Discord. The, show us uh, what you're working on. Yeah. Come talk to us. Uh, sh- yeah, show off what your hobby progress is. Uh, if you want any suggestions or advice, we're more than happy to provide some. Uh, I'm not saying we're great painters, but we're all right. Um, Pretty good. <sighs> Pretty tight. Yeah. Uh, the link to our Discord will be in the podcast and or video description because this will be up on YouTube as well. Um, at some point in the future, we'll probably do video and put those on YouTube rather than just a static image on YouTube, I think. Yeah. Uh, the question is how we want to do that next week. Or I don't think it'll be next week. I think I'll post this and we're probably going to go to every two weeks uh, to yep. start. Just give us more time to you know plan out a subject and what we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say I was you know not super prepared for this week. I was my brain was elsewhere. Uh, trying to I think we got into it eventually. Yeah, thanks for listening uh, to pass the paint. Thank and, you. And uh, yeah, see you next time. <laughs>